0: Orphans Trailer
2: Welcome to The Orphans It's
0: Baz Gilroy
2: Baz Gilroy,
3: Gilroy, Baz Gilroy
0: Hello, I am Geometrically Fabricated and Functional Reasoning Unit But you can call me Jeffrey Do you know what they're going to do to me?
4: That's what I am to them out there Just a spill on the floor that needs wiping up I I will not stay here and witness your stupidity.
5: You do nothing but pretend.
4: You don't care about me. Get up. He's going to find us if we don't move. The Orphans. The Orphans. The Orphans. The Orphans. Facility. Out now.
1: The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geek programming, visit nerdyshow.com.
2: Believe in my dream for me. Believe in my
6: dream just for me. And we'll break the mold. Welcome to All Caps, a nerdy show aside. This is a segment I'm doing. Until, uh, at the very least, my compatriot Boar returns from España, and I've decided to do a call-in episode. That's where you find folks call me from the outside world, and uh, we talk about whatever you
4: want us to talk
6: about. And I reserve the right to change the subject or decide not to answer questions. You can ask me anything, but I don't have to answer anything at all. Now, we did a call-in episode back in 2010, in an episode that came out August 4th, 2010, just past an anniversary, episode of a nerdy show called Dial-A-Dork, and we had a lot of fun with that, and yet somehow, in uh, eight years, have not done a call-in episode ever again, and now I'm doing one alone in the studio, we're going to see what happens, I don't know, this whole thing, it's, it's a very haphazard setup, I don't know what to expect. I have no idea. I've put the call out via all of Nerdy Show's respective social channels, all of my social channels. This is going to get a little chaotic. I mean, I fully accept that it's going to get rather chaotic. We have an hour. We have an hour and we'll see what happens. And maybe no one will call. And if that happens, I'm thoroughly unprepared. I caution you. Very, very unprepared. It's Sunday afternoon when I'm doing this. That could be a bad time. I'm not sure. (laughs) I really have no idea. And it's time. So (laughs) let those calls come right in or don't anything could happen or nothing maybe i gave out the wrong phone number Ooh, we got a call hello who's on the line welcome to all caps hey it's maz how's it going cappy oh what's going all right wow calling me by my old school name with the p y at the end of it what's shaking toots
0: friend of of a comic shop question yeah resident evil 2 remake
6: okay Stoked Stokage? No not, not Stokage? Well, man, if this happened ten years ago, I would be so for it, right? But the reality is I haven't played a Resident Evil game since four. Nothing after that really um excited me. Well, I-, I dabbled a bit in five, but I wasn't drawn in. So now they're remaking, you know, what's the most beloved game in the series, and rightly I should be totally into it, but I'll wait and see. I mean, the Resident Evil thing that was that demo that was like Silent Hill esque and had ghosts in it. Yeah. It was fun. It was cool. But also, it was kind of tacky, I felt. You know, like if they were going to cash in on the Kojima Del Toro uh, Silent Hills not happening. They could have done it in a way that was less obvious and uh, and didn't betray the heart of Resident Evil as much as I felt that that did. Not that, I mean, like, like I'm one to talk. I'm not, like, a super fan. I mean, I've played all the games up to four. I loved all those games.
0: Do you think this new uh, 2 remake is going to go back and put a Band-Aid on that feeling for you?
6: I would love it. If that happened, that would be amazing. But tell me about your relationship with Resident Evil. What... Oh,
0: man, huge survival horror fan. Yeah. Like, giant survival horror fan. Resident Evil 2 was probably my first Resident Evil game of which uh, I just kind of fell in love with the lore, man. There's Mm -hmm. something about the puzzle-solving aspect of it um, accompanied along with the the tension of of the horror. That's something that excites me. And I think resource management is what really excites me about survival horror games is understanding that you have a limited amount of ammo, limited amount of this and that, and you have to make it to the end. And in order to do so, you need to really be cold and calculated with your resources and maybe decide on whether or not an engagement is something you should or should not do in a particular scenario. And then, like going back and dying and reloading in that old classic, you know, the, the memory card days, mm-hmm. you know, and really learning from your mistakes. I think that's something that just rewards me in, in survival horror gameplay altogether. Yeah, uh, that, of sure. New the new games a bit. But I totally see how you mean by that in lieu of the of the Silent Hills game happening. It kind of kind of it being a, a cash grab in the way that it was presented. This is everything which you expected in Silent Hills, but it's a Resident Evil game. But I think it really it really did play out well. I really did enjoy that game. And I think one thing that I, I hope to, exp, uh, to try at some point in the future is VR, a VR variety of that.
6: That would be rad. I mean, there's I I too love the Resident Evil lore. I read all the n- novels by S.D. Perry back when those were a thing. Yeah.
0: Oh man. Wow. Yes.
6: Yeah. There what you go.
0: N- what a n- nostalgia rush. Yes, those books were uh, as wildly entertaining as they were as if to me as a child. Going back and reading those books, man, those are some terrible books. Are, are they? <laughs> They're not very good. I feel like, I don't know, just like reading them now, I just, I don't know, man. Some of the writing is just like, ooh. I mean, I haven't oh, gone back. Man.
6: I I don't know. I, I read them when I was probably in, I don't know, high school. Maybe. Exactly.
0: Oh, if you went back and and read them now, you'd, you'd find all those really campy dialogue moments. Like uh, in the first Resident Evil game, there's a moment where you go back into the main hall and you're greeted by Barry, and Barry hands you a lock pick. And this is, you know, it's yeah, most famed line. Here, Jill, since you're a master of lockpicks. Here's a
6: lockpick. <laughs> My personal favorite was always blood. I hope it's not Chris's blood.
0: <laughs> or you were almost a Jill sandwich. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Things that get lost in translation uh, turn out to be such beautiful moments in the franchise. And I think for a survival horror game, I think it, it, it adds this little uh, spice of really old campy horror movies and I think that's that's almost in itself uh, an attack on my nostalgia and what (laughs) keeps me
3: engaged
0: I think
6: right on yeah so I have honestly like past the the announcement trailer I haven't looked into Resident Evil 2 much How much is it going to veer into, like, say, different plots or something? Like, or is it going to enhance what was already there? What does it look like? I
0: I think the idea is to enhance what's already there. Granted, there is limited information out uh, about it. I have read into it some, so it's going to go back to the sort of Resident Evil four. Over the shoulder feel, right. When it comes to aiming and, and character, you know, navigation. But it looks like they're really gonna uh, just enhance what was there before. You know, they're bringing back shamblers, you know, like zombies that mm-hmm. don't run at you. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of interesting to me, and and to see how that goes into the gameplay. It looks like they're really focusing on the horror aspect of it this time around. So like the police department, a lot of it is dimly lit. Or, you know, the lights are out in certain areas and you quite literally have to navigate the RPD in the dark. Wow. Uh, and there's, you know, there's moments where Leon, you know, pulls out a flashlight and, you know, everything in your point of view is lit by your, by your flashlight. Something that they're trying to do right now is, is they're working on a Z version of the game where the gore is just like hyper-realistic and kind of over the top. Which, as uh, you know, as a horror movie fan, as a survival horror video game fan, like, that excites me. That's exciting.
6: Yeah, if that can be done uh, well, then that would be amazing. I mean, that should be the status quo for Resident Evil in this day and age, really. I, I
0: absolutely, absolutely. But there was something that was really interesting that jumped out to me during uh, the game, but for the initial gameplay demo. Is in original Resident Evil Two, I remember this hallway specifically where it's on your way to the uh, another wing of the RPD and in in that wing there's a conference room, but like in that hallway, all the windows are boarded up. Uh-huh. And yeah, if, one. if you run past it at a certain part of the game and it doesn't do it initially, kind kind of <laughs> you know, mess with the player. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's a point in the game where you run across it and it hands grab you and and it's a great little like scare in the middle of the game. In the gameplay demo of the remake there's a scene like that where the zombies are scratching at the window and it looks like the window has like a sort of, uh, I guess, a, like a degradation meter where like, you could see the cracks are happening. You could see that the window is breaking down and at one point or another, the zombies fall through the window. Well, you can actually pick up like planks of wood around the RPD and board the windows up. So that becomes like a menu item where you can board up windows and keep zombies from coming through. And that's that crazy. So, it's so I love long. that. It was something that was like, yes, okay, cool. New resources to manage. You know, in this next wing, I know there's going to be zombies there. There's a window that they could come through. If I board it up, I don't have to worry about them, at least for a little while. You know, like, yeah. I think that's really exciting.
6: That is very cool. I wish I had more time to just play console games in general these days. I, I kind of I've become quite casual just due to my, my own personal workload. But that is that yeah. is the sort of thing that if I mean that and, and even I'm ashamed to say the Final Fantasy Seven remake. I don't wanna be a sucker for nostalgia and remakes. I don't wanna be a sucker, Maz, but <laughs> but <laughs> But I love those games. But these
0: are games that we love. I mean there's there there's definitely the games that we love and we can play casually over and over again, but there's that one game for everybody. Yeah that you can play religiously. Like, you could play it once a year and still have that enjoyment that you received the first time you played it. I mean, mm-hmm. Resident Evil 2 is definitely one of those games for me. Another game like that for me is Final Fantasy VIII, oddly enough. So the, the, the Final Fantasy VII uh, remake hype is something that, like, I understand, but I'm also like, man, if they could just do that with all of the Final Fantasy games, you know, like, how <laughs> yeah. wonderful would that be?
6: But at this rate, no, it'll be... Yeah, like, exactly. Like, on our deathbeds no before. Never happened. <laughs> <laughs> well, Maz, thank you so, so much for yeah. calling.
0: Yeah, thanks for having me, Cap. All right, uh, well, enjoy the rest of your show. Uh,
6: take care. Yeah, you too. Well, what have I been doing this week? I caught up on Preacher. Preacher season three has been pretty good so far. I'm a little bit of a critic of how the, the Preacher seasons tend to go, which is that they turn into sitcoms, essentially. Like, I mean, I understand it is expensive to not to shoot more than one place. So the whole travelogue aspect of the Preacher comics doesn't happen so much. They've essentially split up the Angelville storyline into season one. They've expanded the events that happened before the first book of Preacher. And then season two was New Orleans, which I felt drug a little bit, especially watching it week to week. When Jesse's sitting in their parody of Best Buy, waiting for service, like that is what the show actually felt like at that moment. And this season's been pretty action-packed so far, all things considered, though it has anchored around Angelville, But there was a moment recently where Tulip was on the phone with Cassidy being like, hey, Cass, so what you doing? Oh, you're in a crack house? Okay, well, not much has happened here. You know, Jesse was in a coffin underwater. That was crazy. He got out. This scene, it drug on far longer than I'm making it sound. And Preacher, the television show, I don't know why you do this, but you have these moments that are like humdrum for comedy's sake. But no, it just really reminds the audience oh, there's a lot of crazy stuff happening in this show, it's pretty enjoyable, but there are actual moments of boredom that they actively fill with long silences. And that's fucked up. I mean, do less episodes and pack more money in every single episode. I don't, you know, like, there's so many other things you could do with time, rather than waste it. And it's crazy to me that that happens, and I'd like to hope that maybe the show, hopefully the audience is building and they're able to get a larger budget. I mean, it doesn't need to be a true adaptation by any means. But I'd like to think that the show can do better than, at the end of every season, going somewhere new and getting stuck there. And then the season is about how they're stuck in one place and have to get out of it. That's terrible. I mean, maybe it's a metaphor for how Earth is purgatory. But what? <laughs> Why are we doing this? But otherwise, I mean, I love it. Like, it's a cool show. It's a vibrant show. It's a well-written, well-shot show, except for when this happens. So please make no mistake here. I love the show. I'm so thrilled that it exists, even. Like, I've been wanting to see what a Preacher adaptation would look like for as long as the comic has been around. And this one's very different, but very fun, very rewarding. So if you haven't checked it out, I everything I just said is complete nonsense. But it, it's worthwhile. And hey, if no one calls, maybe I'll regale you with a synopsis of the plot of the show. (laughs) Please do call in those of you viewing us on Facebook. And uh, I've had one caller so far. Thank you again, Maz. But otherwise, uh, this experiment is failing miserably, and I'm unlikely to ever do it again. So my fate and the fate of any future call-in episodes are entirely in your hands. Perhaps I should have done a weeknight. I don't know. It's... The weekend. Are you working for the weekend? Are you slacking for the weekend? And if you're slacking for the weekend, why aren't you spending time with me? I've opened my doors to you. The Nerdy Show studio is open wide. And you're not here. For fuck's sake, people. Come on. Oh, shit. A call. Hello, you're on all caps. Welcome. Who's calling, please?
7: This is the Big Bad Shadow Man.
6: Big Bad Shadow Man. How is things?
7: I am currently at work during my lunch break.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Well, a bold choice. Congratulations on your bold choice of (laughs) lunch break activities. Feel free to eat. I don't want to make you starve for my sake. I was starved for attention, and you uh, reached out and and have touched my heart. Thank you very much.
7: (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) I was drowning.
6: It's like um, in the air tonight. Yeah. But you did lend a hand. What is on your mind, Big Bad?
7: Currently, I have started to double my intake of tokusatsu
6: whoa that sounds unsafe (laughs) were you not on high dosages of
4: tokusatsu
6: prior to now
7: um not really because the thing is is that um i mean yeah there's the old kaiju films and whatnot but i have never touched for most of the times never touched like ultraman or kamen rider for oh until last two years i actually started picking up ultraman and this month i decided to hey you know what i'm gonna watch the original
6: kamen rider that is a deep well that you have uh just voluntarily um plunged yourself into turns out there's like what
7: 98 episodes of the original series that i'm currently wow. working through that's a lot yeah
6: i don't follow common writer but i know a lot of people who do and uh, i assume that they change novelties so often the series can't even remotely be that long anymore right they gotta be like what 20 episodes oh. tops
7: yeah that's kind of usually how it is it's Everyone kind of has their own thing, and then during what is called the Heisei period, I think everyone gets kind of financially
6: backed by uh, Bandai and are forced ah. to make Toyomatic. <laughs> series now. Uh, yeah, for anyone who's not familiar with the current state of Common Rider, Common Rider at all, I mean, he's basically a cool bug guy with a scarf on a motorcycle. So that's the original. Right, yes. Original Common yeah. Rider. And these days, the basic premise of that show, which is Power Rangers-esque, if you're not familiar, it- is radically reinvented with combining unlikely things and jamming them together into a concept that's both a costume martial arts show and a toy commercial simultaneously. Like, the props are actual toys, so the Toys themselves are super high quality in a way that would never happen in the States. And yeah. my favorite example of this, and this is all thanks to Nerdy Show's Archaeus, by the way. Thanks Archaeus for indoctrinating me into the very strange world of Common Rider. There's a season, and I don't know which one it is, they all have names, where yeah. the novelty are padlocks that are fruit themed and also a pine cone. <laughs> And you lock the padlock into the front of the belt, and then there's a knife that slices it open, and, like, you hear this juice-pouring sound, and everyone becomes powered with fruit juice, and they can fight the creatures. Boy, it's, it's as fun as it sounds. <laughs> uh, the original series, though, I noticed that
7: it has a similar feel to Captain America Winter Soldier. What? What? Yeah, do go on. There is an evil organization called Shocker that is trying to take over the world via shadow manipulation and kidnapping and experimenting on people. Okay. And they are loosely tied to Nazis.
6: Of course they are.
7: Yeah, I've just watched the first thing. I'm like, wow, this is very, very close to what I imagined Hydra is. Well,
6: hey, maybe Ed Brubaker was like a, a fan, and I mean. I mean, granted, yeah. Ed Brubaker didn't invent Hydra, but he yeah. imbued the Winter Soldier storylines with a flavor that is not dissimilar from classic Kamen Rider, and I'd never make the comparison, but inspiration yeah. comes in mysterious ways.
7: But yeah, that, and also I was going to say recently, I've been watching the newest Ultraman series, which mm-hmm. is uh, RB.
6: What does RB stand
7: for? The, the initials of the two Ultramen, because they're actually having an Ultraman series where the two Ultramen are actually brothers. Like, it actually has features two Ultramen.
6: I was hoping it was gonna stand for Rage Boner, but please continue.
7: No, it just started. I think it's on like a maybe sixth episode. I'm just kind of trying to find it because Subaraya somehow stopped releasing them to uh, Crunchyroll.
6: Ah, oh, bummer.
7: That's a weird. But kind of, yeah, it was a bummer because it's like, oh great, how can I find these and watch them? Right. But it's been a really good series. I kind of find it funny that the last three Ultraman series have kind of like diverted from the basic formula that most Ultramen go through.
6: Well, I mean, that's good after what, how many years are they diverting from? Yeah. That? <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, that's also- one of my issues with Japanese television like in general, like the the stuff that is the longest lasting, maybe it's just not my taste, but the formulaic nature, especially with monster of the week sort of shows, it just becomes overwhelming and it's only when someone subverts that that a show achieves yeah. sort of a longer lasting greatness and I just don't I just don't have patience for something that doesn't seek to tell broader stories to that degree.
7: The current series is like It's just two brothers that found out that they can turn into an Ultraman. As you do. Yeah. (laughs) Because they do the little, you know, the bro fist bump type stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, we just beat a monster.
6: (laughs) Well, Big Bad, thank you so much for calling in. (laughs) I appreciate it. I really do. (laughs) Have a good afternoon. You too. Don't be afraid. I know you don't use your phones to call anymore, but you could use your phone to type numbers in and call me. Otherwise, uh, there's virtually no entertainment. (laughs) I'm just rambling into the void again, which, as I've stated in the past, I'm not a, a huge fan of. You have to bombard me with phone calls or we don't have a show, folks. We're dead in the water here. Now we have a caller, so... Hello, welcome to All Caps. Hey, this is Mark. Mark with a C! <laughs> hi, yeah, buddy. you look
1: lonely on the stream, so I just... I, I had to jump in to say hi, and mm. I also went, Wait a second, there's someone watching there's someone looking for something to talk about i think i see a way that i can be the filling in this sandwich
6: thank you for filling my sandwich mark always time and time again
1: (laughs) how's your episode going so far i only saw 10 seconds where you (laughs) said you didn't like speaking into the void
6: yeah no it's like that we've had two callers two awesome callers who've had great topics and now i'm just thirsty for more mark what shall we talk about we have long conversations historically speaking
1: well, it, it's true. We, we historically do. But historically, I also have a terrible throat ailment. And today yeah. I have to, while I'm recuperating from a couple of illnesses, I also have to do a, a live stream for my Patreon backers where I'm going to attempt to sing with this voice. So
6: that is kind of where my head is do you have a topic to <laughs> ask me about oh boy let's talk about your upcoming performance with the uh rich weirdos
1: oh yeah there's very little i can tell you about it but i will give God you the I bullet points <laughs> there has been for over a decade a rocky horror picture show shadow cast group here in orlando called the rich weirdos and they have historically had their home at Universal Studios. Just so happens, right as their home theater was bought out by Universal from AMC, also the Rich Lido's contract was going to be in flux right at that very same time. So That's it was, tough. So it was just a chain events that could have been readily stopped if bureaucratic paperwork <laughs> weren't a thing. Yeah. And we're not really sure what the future holds or if Universal's going to hang on to them. All we know is they had to kick and scream to even get these quote-unquote final dates. And I usually open the shows every, every Halloween. Just a little something extra, some live performances before the movie. It's a really fun, interactive show. I merely go out and sing a couple of my sing-along-y type songs, like A, a Life's So Hard or A Dirt Classic Rock Band, and then, um, then people watch the real fun start.
6: But for this final show, presumably, if this is just swan song, they're going to go out with a bang.
1: I can tell you this much, no matter what happens with that space, the rich weirdos aren't done they're going to continue shadow casting it's basically doing it in the same hallowed hall Mm -hmm. um sort of like you could record nerdy show anywhere in the world if you had to but if you had to say goodbye to the nerdy show studio there would definitely be some emotions coming up and that's where we're at
6: gotcha makes sense makes complete sense well could you could you share with us the dates for those performances do you know that off the top of your head
1: I do. It's August 24th and 25th at AMC CityWalk. It's so complicated to just tell people this thing's happening. Uh, (laughs) The AMC Theater inside of Universal CityWalk, inside of
6: Universal Studios.
1: I am, if you remember the Epic Food Challenge, I am the innermost part of whatever the hell Cap and crew made.
6: You're within a turducken, the universe inside of a turducken. (laughs)
1: I think that's a song you need to write for me <laughs> so that I can sing it. How would you like that challenge? You have to write a song for me to do and then I have to record the song you've written. Okay. And you have to air it on nerdy Ship.
6: Challenge accepted. <laughs> oh, crap. Not the title I would have picked to initiate such a challenge, but therein lies the challenge. I've never even oh, had a have turducken. I Maybe I need to do research.
1: I would like to state for anybody listening that this is absolutely not a bit, nor was this pre-planned, nor do we have any idea what the result is going to be.
6: But I can't wait for it. It might have to wait until after the Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program starts in October, because I got I gotta a lot of work to do with that.
1: Understandably, but you do have ears that will receive this podcast. What if people lobbed some lyrics at you, things that had to be included?
6: Well, uh Okay. <laughs> Uh, yes, if you folks do that in the chat or calling me up, yes, that will hold me accountable and I will have verses or bars or whatever to have to match for this song called, the I think, what, The Universe Inside a Turducken. Something to that effect. We'll go back, we'll play the tapes, we'll figure out what the hell I said. Uh, and
1: there goes my vegan audience. They're just <laughs> gone now.
6: Maybe it's a pro-vegan song, who knows?
1: I don't eat most of what you put in front of me, but the general idea of the turducken does feel a little bit perverse. It does feel a little like, okay, guys, just because we can you know, have we thought about conserving food and, you know, when we signed the credit card slip to buy the duck in, did we also go, PS, fuck the homeless. <laughs> Anyways, you've probably got other people breathing down your neck who want a chance to speak to the great cap flattered. I, I would love to so, think
6: so, but we we have, we have someone commenting here, someone named Volti Desmontagne and uh, they have a question, but uh, Volti, if you want to call in, be my guest after Mark and I end things. Otherwise, uh, otherwise, I will answer the question that you've typed out here, and I might be more prepared for it than you would imagine. Mark, thank you so much for calling, though. I really look forward to this experiment in, um, well, it's an experiment. <laughs> yep. It, we'll wear lab
1: coats and we'll have beakers. It'll be great.
6: <laughs> Perfect. Okay, look forward to the future live stream. Mark and I in lab coats with beakers performing, <laughs> performing a turducken song night,
5: everybody. Bye, Take Mark.
6: <laughs> so, Volty says, Would you still be down to do a small, like, few vids of Jamella from Dungeons & Doritos for some advice or girl fun time? That sounds, like, super nice. I'd be pumped to find you some Elf & Doritos in exchange. What an offer. How can I refuse such an offer? Um, and, in fact, we did a series of videos called Ask Jamella, and presently the only people who've seen them are our nerdy show patrons. So, we put out the call on our forums. We had Jamella answer questions on a video and we wanted to release them, but we only wanted to do it if we could have a consistent series. And that was, that was sort of the problem because our business is podcasts and if we don't have an active team of video people making it happen and then also like poking me being like, hey Cap, uh, Jamella doesn't talk unless you provide the words and do the voice. You know, there's it's a lot of moving pieces. So long story short, yes, Volte, I would, but do you or anyone else on the feed have any questions for Jamella? That's my question to you right now, because she can answer them. I believe uh, we have a guest in the studio. Um, I think, maybe, kind of, sort of, kind of.
1: Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight-loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash loss That's plushcare.com slash loss plushcare.com slash loss
4: Hello! I'm Jamila Dollar the III, mistress of the steam tunnels of Dungeons & Doritos in Epic Tabletop Roleplaying Podcast. So, I understand that you have uh, questions for me... Well, I am certainly prepared to answer them. It's been far, far too long since I had an audience ever since Dungeons & Doritos went on an unfortunate hiatus. What a true and profound pity. What's going to happen to Bogo? Is he dead? Did he fall to his death? I certainly hope not. It was a whole, it was a very regrettable circumstance. Uh, you know, well, uh, do we have, uh, collars or something that, uh, is anyone asking me questions? I, I heard there were going to be questions, and I am certainly free to ramble uh, freely to you about things and stuff. But I do so like having an audience, of course. So let's see. In the meantime, what have I been doing? Oh, uh, well, if I talk about what what's to come, then uh, you won't have any reason to listen. Also, I can safely tell you that there have been no recordings of Dungeons and Doritos. No new episodes recorded. Uh, but I do understand that the cast did get a call from Rule recently, and we are able to begin recording when schedules allow and then we will uh, release the show when we're able to and whenever there are shows, episodes that are done before we're able to have a consistent uh, release schedule. We'll put them out on Patreon, even a dollar, you know, but uh, you can follow the Dungeons & Doritos Facebook channel and they will, uh, they will... They'll tell you stuff about when, you know, when things are coming. But no one's, no one's calling the number. Please call and I will answer the phone and then... Uh, you can ask me anything. Literally anything about anything. I'll be very candid. <sighs> okay, so let's see. There is a d- second Dungeons & Doritos Q&A forthcoming. Productions are tied up. Uh, putting all of our effort into getting Call of Cthulhu out sometime in October. There is a Call of Cthulhu Facebook page as well. Hmm. Let me ask everyone else a question. and Perhaps this will provoke an answer from the peanut gallery. What is your least favorite sexual position type it out colin least favorite sexual position and i'll tell you mine um it is on a rock like on a rocky surface you know, I grew up in the steam tunnels, but we still have beds. People have a lot of assumptions about, oh, you live in a cave, you must sleep in a rock. No, no, no. I sleep in a comfy pile of moss-filled sacks at the very worst. At the very worst. Those are the worst lodgings I've ever had when I've slept in whatever you could call a lodging. But being on the road all these years, we've had to sleep. in some very uncomfortable scenarios and rocks are terrible for my back. I might have hard skin, but it is supple skin, mind you. Scales, skin, you know, outer covering of my nubile flesh. Don't everybody call it once. Good grief. Also, don't let my beration of you, you know, suggest as to why you shouldn't call. I'll be very polite once you do. Hell, we'll be instant friends should you give me a phone call. But none of you have yet, so I guess I'll just have to go away. Even Volty Desmontagne, who, uh, who who asked this question, has has nothing for us here. I mean, I mean Volty wants to know if I would do some videos. Ah! Ah, Volty, yes! Ha ha ha! I don't know. I've never had sex, but that sounds like... A rock must not go on that list to do. Also, did you have a wardrobe change on the vacation? Thank you for asking. Voltaire, did not mean to put you on the spot in terms of, of discussions surrounding intercourse. Of course, you have every right not to, and no pressure from me certainly to do so. It just happens to be one of my favorite pastimes. So, uh, it's always, always on my mind. <laughs> Anyhow, um, let's see. A wardrobe change on the vacation. Well, yes, certainly. Though, I mean, who can say when our adventures will begin again in terms of timeline? Maybe they will resume exactly at the moment that Bogo plummeted to his sudden demise. Or maybe there'll be a time jump and then, yes, rest assured, I shall have a glamorous wardrobe change. Something truly theatrical, especially, mind you, especially if we manage to get to the Isle of Mages. Whoa, a phone call! Yay! Hello? Who's, who's there? Who's calling? Hi there, Kath
3: and Jamela. This is Wage from way back in the day.
6: Holy smokes, Wage. How are you doing, pal?
3: I am hanging in, my friend. I noticed you had a, uh, a lack of callers, and I was curious to know, when might we have any word on the old Minecraft server, the server of
6: Oh, Austin? boy. <sighs> okay, so you can actually see the server right behind me, in fact. The computer that I'm using to uh, to Skype here, if you're, if you're looking on Facebook, is the Minecraft server, and... It needs some hammering and some bludgeoning that I, for one, am am not particularly qualified to do. In fact, it's more likely than not we'll take it down, but it just seems wrong to take it down without some kind of grand farewell. I personally haven't been on it in a very long while. I'm sorry about that, too, because, like, you know, I love that it's there, and certainly we have nothing to lose by it simply being on, but it's been uh, non-functional for a while. John West, who does all the maintenance for it, it actually hasn't been letting him log into it on TeamViewer software. We're not sure, and... It just hasn't happened. I'm sorry. Oh, it's quite okay and understandable. It was a uh, free
3: affair after all, and that's how life goes.
6: Hey, marginally free. I mean, in truth, we're still paying for the uh, static IP address, and that's still... <laughs> oh, no, I mean, that static IP address. <laughs> that Yeah, allegedly static IP address that changes it whenever it's least convenient. If we did even bring it back, it's still it, it would undoubtedly have to be a different set of numbers. What's going on in your world? Any further questions for myself or the lovely Jamila Dalla Egbert III, Mistress of the Steam Tunnels?
3: Oh, nothing more. I uh, eagerly anticipating the return of Dungeons & Doritos once we'll get, uh you know, things straightened away. I hope so. As we all know, life takes time, and uh, hopefully sure everything does. works out for the best on his end.
6: Yeah, I mean, I can tell you this. Myself or, or any of the rest of the crew, we don't ever want there to be a time that we're not playing Dungeons & Doritos. You know, we'll, we'll do those characters until it becomes unfeasible to do so.
3: We all completely understand, I believe. Yeah.
6: Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for your, your patience and understanding. It was it was a heck of a blow to have Ghostbusters and Dungeons and & Doritos get nuked within, like, the same month of each other or the same 30-day span. But at least Ghostbusters has yeah, so continued
3: consequence spinning up. It's understandable. You know, you're kept quite busy, so...
6: Yeah, no kidding.
3: <laughs>
6: way, way too busy.
3: I guess I'll only just say, uh, also, congratulations on the uh, beginning of your transition.
6: Oh, thank you so much. I I'm really appreciate it. I'm glad you're that. living the life that you want to live. It is a true gift to be living the life I want to live. I know not all people have it so fortunate and it's awesome. I mean, like I have always been pretty unabashedly me, but with a great number of exceptions that even I was able to turn a blind eye toward. And, and letting go of that has absolutely changed my life for the better. So if anyone, for any reason, for anything, gender transition or otherwise, like feels that they're holding back. I mean, I know that there's lots of things to physically hold people back but everything you can to be the version of yourself you want to be do it don't hesitate
3: one should always pursue it unabashedly
4: thank you so much wade
3: that's what i got for you my friend and i hope you get some more calls
4: <laughs>
6: thanks me too
4: bye bye-bye thank you wade for the wonderful call i kept quiet you know just out of politeness to let the blue head one you know have a few moments more to shine i know i <laughs> could tend to outshine anyone Volti says that they wish they could call, but they're not in the same country. I, I have a, an, an offer for you, Volti, and that is we-, we are calling through Skype. So if you do have a Skype app, you actually could call in if you wanted to. That would be delightful. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, thank you for asking for my appearance to begin with, because I was only going to come when I'm called. You know, when I'm needed, so to speak. Anyway, I'm going to go powder my snout now for just a moment. Adios for now. Well, thanks, Jamila. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Well, I'm here,
6: alone again, but, uh... Here we go. Hello, you're on all caps. Who's calling?
5: Oh my god, what? (laughs) I just woke up, you said the call. I was like, oh, oh, dang! (laughs) Okay.
6: (laughs) Folks of the internet, please uh, welcome Kimpo Cornelius. Hello, Uh internet! a wonderful artist who's done um, the image that's on my profile picture in a number of places, like Instagram, and um, they just uh, wished me an awesome day filled with yummy foods, and I'm doing a live stream, and I've had some wonderful callers, but for the most part, the lines have been dead, so
5: oh, welcome hi. to the show. Well, I'm not very bright right now. I just woke up, and it's about 100 degrees here, so I might not be the smartest person, but it's really good to know that I'm on, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: What projects are you working on right now?
5: Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm working on a comic book, Boo. That's kind of been on hold for a bit, mostly based on me and my sister's adventures and, well, being little jerks, but (laughs) besides that, doing some album art for a British rock star.
6: (laughs) Anyone I know?
5: Uh, His name is Adam Leslie. Don't know him. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. He does some pretty groovy music. And, um,. Seriously, all about doing this lightning dogs project.
6: Hell yeah. Yeah. So I don't know how much we've said publicly. I can't recall, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> but but Campo was working on some uh, some lightning dogs designs for us and has uh, done some things to Halloween Jack that I'm really into. We didn't expect to do character redesigns at this point, but I wanted to see what would it be like if we pulled in some outside folks who do kick-ass art that's in the vibe of what we're doing and uh, to fatten up our pitch Bible and boy, you've really added a certain spark to Jack that I am very excited by.
5: I don't know how it happened. I was drawing and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> the like the mandibles, oh. though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was watching a lot of um, Wild Zero and listened to some Rockabilly while drawing him, and he just kind of turned into a, a dreamy little jerk, a little scumbag. <laughs> so I'm very delighted, too. That's how that one came out.
6: Yeah, I mean, I don't know if everyone's loins are prepared to get revved up by Halloween Jack, whether they should or not, but mm, they just might be.
5: (laughs) He's kind of my favorite so far. I had a lot of fun with Queen Lynch, too.
6: Yeah, our action figure like uh, (laughs) snap-on limbs dreams have, have been very well satisfied by some of the work you've been doing.
5: I did a lot of animal research on that one. Really? Actually, yeah, I did a lot of anatomy research on how that should actually go into the joint. That's awesome. um, (laughs) I still need to work on her, still working on her, trying to give her more of an elegant, regal look, more than Jack. He just looks kind (laughs) of skeezy.
6: He's a dirty boy. That's that's, that's his thing. Yeah,
5: he's He's working what he's got.
6: (laughs) (laughs) He's out there in the wasteland, day in, day out, doing Glampire's dirty work. So, yeah. He's a filthy yeah, man but, with filthy plans.
5: But he's, he's looking good.
6: <laughs> he's got <laughs> so charisma. <laughs> I should ask you, before I forget, if people wanted to check yeah. out Foo, where should they go to check out Foo?
5: I'm on taptastic.com under Campbell Cornelius. Still a work in progress. It's kind of like I'm trying to get what I can done on the side for it. When I'm not making, you know, suave villains. <laughs> <laughs> I still have some art here and there on Pinterest and Instagram.
6: Right on. Well, what yummy food have you been eating?
5: Oh, my goodness. Um, lately, I made kimchi fried rice in omelette. That was pretty, pretty good. I'm going to make bulgogi. Awesome. Maybe bim, bim with that. Maybe I'll cry eat and watch some K-dramas and then get some drawings done.
6: <laughs> that sounds but, like uh, a lovely yeah. afternoon. 100 degrees or not, a good time.
5: Yeah, still rising, my goodness. Hopefully this cools down and I get more work done. Mm-hmm. Heat has always been an enemy to my art.
6: Literally and figuratively? But,
5: uh, well, it's like um, I had a few ink bottles explode on me mm-hmm. all over the paper. Mm. And uh, when I work with uh, pens, and cap, they don't dry in the heat because uh, I'm in Southern California. And uh, yeah, you don't get air conditioning here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not a given. So I just have fans. I even just bought a fan that you wear around your neck. Whoa. Like a little one that blows in your face. (laughs) (laughs) So hopefully I get more done during the fall and winter. I'll be like tearing it out. Yeah.
6: (laughs) The opposite of everyone's winter doldrums. You'll be like, hell yeah, this is my time to shine.
5: Yeah, then everything's usable. And I could function. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm really looking forward to all those projects. And especially lightning dogs. I'm totally down for making a bunch of freaking nasty villains
6: yeah <laughs> it's a perfect marriage your work and lightning dogs as soon as i saw it i was like oh no <laughs> i gotta make this happen
5: <laughs> it's gonna get graphic i'm drawing boils and lumps on on some of these guys and mutations and all that good stuff
6: hell yeah that's <laughs> but, uh, that's yeah. a special sauce of uh <laughs> of any good weird little wasteland sci-fi oh
5: yeah they're gonna be ugly beautiful i just Mm-hmm. I just know
6: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, thank you so much for calling in at my random behest.
5: Hopefully, I don't sound too stupid. I just woke up, st- still a little out of it. But, You're great. Uh, we'll yeah, fix it in post. For me. <laughs> and I hope you many, many more yummy things.
6: <laughs> oh yeah, it's on. It's totally just, gonna happen. It.
5: Just do it. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Every damn day.
5: Every day, just do it. Anyone <laughs> listening, just do it.
6: Yeah, just eat the, eat the yummy just food today. Just do it. Today's your yeah. day. To put it in your mouth.
5: Yeah, just let it, just let it happen, just let it happen. <laughs> okay, I'm out. I gotta, I gotta, I, I'm out of it. I need to get in that shower. Okay. <laughs> right on.
6: I'll talk to you soon, dude. Awesome. Goodbye. Okay, bye. I know that that on the internet we live a very insular culture, and uh, calling in is something that uh, Republican fathers do. <laughs> to uh to shows on am radio not necessarily uh cool young folks oh shit a phone call hello hey is this cap it's cap hey cap it's kyle kyle evan bunnell shinobi mc that's
4: dean me. the mighty <laughs> oh, how are you doing it's me. that's
6: also me
8: I am uh, hanging out with my sister, and I am uh, making some sketches of my D&D 5th edition character that I'm going to be playing today with my friends.
6: Sweet. What? Uh, what, what who are you playing? What's this, What's the backstory?
8: This is uh, Risa. She is a tiefling abyssal race, I guess. The demons, not the devils with all the freaky contracts
2: and stuff. <laughs>
8: and uh, she is a bard. I guess in that one, it it makes it, it's a little more simple. You can kind of just like pick like a a background and the background gives you abilities. So I just picked Entertainer, which gave me acrobatics and performance as class skills. So she just runs around and uses her bardic inspiration to make enemies uh, fail their attack rolls against people by insulting them mid swing.
6: Oh man, I want to see a character Uh, like this clash with Barty so badly, so very badly.
8: (laughs) Yeah. She's great. I make her spend all of her money on beauty products and the finest rooms at every establishment in game time for the characters. They have two weeks to do whatever they want. So I'm going to tell the DM that she took the other female character out and just spent all of her money on (laughs) hanging out and getting their nails done and hair.
6: Boy, I know a certain dragonborn and a certain pirate queen that would get along so well with this character. (laughs)
8: Oh, yeah. No, she'd be great. Yeah, she'd be great to hang out with. She's got a a dark past. She's like a she's like she went to a bard school, like a bard college and ended up playing a forbidden instrument. And then uh, (laughs) they basically were like, we can kick you out or you can become like an assassin. Not really like, you know, not like a straight up assassin, but like to explain all of her many different skills that she got from going to the lore college or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. She's trained. She's like trained to impersonate people and do underhanded stuff. So,
6: so uh, what? <sighs> yeah. Do you know what kind of uh, what kind of adventure you're in for today?
8: Oh yeah, I think we're we're gonna take down a um a, a mind Flayer, or AKA a Lycid. Risa was an orphan, so part of her character is that she really can't stand kids getting hurt or abused or anything, and mm-hmm. so. We were walking through a city and there's like these beleaguered parents pleading out uh, for help. Their children have been vanishing. So Risa investigated and her persuasion roll is off the chain right now. (laughs) And also I just got a spell that lets me pick uh, advantage. I don't know if you've played fifth edition, but advantage is just you get to roll 2d20s and you pick which one you want.
6: Oh, that's, that's nice. That's real nice. Yeah, it is.
8: It's really nice. Yeah, her ninth level spell is already picked out. It's called Foresight. You cast it on someone and for like the rest of the day, they roll advantage and everyone rolls disadvantage against them <laughs> on everything, on everything. Wow. I was like, oh, OK, I like that. Yeah. So anyway, she meets this kid. She befriends her and she's like, yeah, I've been having really bad dreams. And she's like, oh, OK. So we find out that all of the children that have disappeared have had bad dreams. So I asked her to describe the dreams and she says that she sees a shadowy figure and then uh, just lots of teeth. I was like, okay. So then I rolled like a knowledge arcane and they're like, oh, that sounds like an elithid. And in my mind, I was like, do elithids have teeth or do they have beaks like an octopus? And everyone at the table was like, no, they have teeth. I was like, oh, that's messed up, man. We got to save this kid. (laughs) So I think that's what we're going to try to do. But we're only level three. I do have a dragonborn barbarian. Barbarians are off the chain in fifth edition. Uh, They like negate a certain amount of damage like all the time. They don't have to wear armor. While you're raging, you have advantage on combat, I think. I don't know all the things. I know you have advantage on any kind of, like, athletics check or stuff like that.
0: Hmm. Uh,
8: but your rage does end if you do not suffer damage or in- or attack that turn. Hey, 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 yeah.
4: hey, hey. Sorry, I took me so long to get back. My, my ears <laughs> are burning, though, because I-, I I heard someone mentioning me and Dean. Like, Dean? Who's even <laughs> talked about Dean in, like, an age? Like, where's he at? Is Dean but, here? Like,
8: okay, Dean, I feel like... I feel like if you're going to bring someone to the table, I should bring someone to the table.
4: Bring him to the table? Where's he at? <laughs> I don't want to smell him, but...
2: <laughs> He's right here. Hey, how's it going? Zane, in the building. With presents. You're presents alive! Up in here. Not presents as in gifts. Presents as in... Uh, you have to notice me when I come in here. Muscles flexed. Ready to go. Look at these pecs bouncing up and down.
4: <laughs> wow! There. Uh... Substantial! It's a good thing we're we're talking over the internet, I mean, then I'd have to smell you, but looking at them is very, you know, I can can deal with this, uh, where? What did you do with the boat? Uh,
2: lumber, uh, is selling really good right now, and, uh, I don't know how to, uh, crew a ship. You gotta tie a lot of rope knots, which... I don't really get, and I don't know if you know this, but uh, my skin dries up really bad on a boat. Also, there's no food, and very few women on boats.
4: Yeah, well, the advances that I had to beat off, so to speak, were not <laughs> welcome most of the time. Some of the time, but most of the time, nah, uh. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I feel you there. Um, mm-hmm. so
2: yeah, it's it's a bummer.
4: Hey, I tell you what, Dean, you missed out on a heck of an adventure though. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just let you I'll just let you find out someday. Someday we'll be in the same space again, and then I'll tell you about <laughs> the thing that happened to Barty. <laughs>
2: Barty, ha- Barty, how's he doing? We need to get the war machine back together. I'm just, I'm getting real lonely <laughs> hanging out with all these other characters that aren't, you know, the B team slash A team, A B team, A B positive.
4: Yeah, well, you could say Barty found himself in a really hairy situation. Uh, he's fine, so to speak. But uh, oh yeah, it's gonna be a, a howl of a time when you two get back together.
2: Um, wait, I think I'm, I think I'm picking up on subtle wordplay you're making. Let me get this straight. Barty is now embroiled in a haircutting
4: scheme with some knolls. Wow! How do you do that? Such, I'm not (laughs) used to (laughs) having such clear perception of events, Dean. (laughs) Ha, zounds!
2: (laughs) It's not just my sword that's sharp, it's... I'll in my lid. Yeah, Yeah.
4: no more daggers for Barty. It's all throwing scissor, throwing scissor. Son of a bitch, throwing scissor.
2: (laughs) Whether you're cutting enemies or or hair, you know, you got to make coins somehow. I mean, or Doritos or whatever money passes for these days.
4: Don't I know it. Woo, yeah. Hey, Dean, this has been great uh, catching up and all, but uh, I've got uh, places to go, people to seduce, uh, you know the drill. Uh, I'll, I'll 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 catch you on the flip, uh, my man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, you uh, if you see Galbap, let him know. Uh, I need him to uh, read a script for me. All right. We'll talk, uh, deep. Okay. See you, Katie.
4: okay. Uh, sure.
6: Click.
2: <laughs> so Dean left too.
6: Kyle, yeah. thank you so much for calling. This is a real treat. I miss of course.
8: You. I'm not calling. I'm Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: And hey, folks, after October, after Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program gets underway and I have some spare time, that d and and a will get edited probably about a year after it was recorded. And uh, you'll hear from Kyle yeah. again. Surprise. Spoiler alert. Kyle's Yay! on the d and and a too.
8: Yay. <laughs> yeah, dude. All right, Cap. It was fun. Yeah. I'll let you uh, get to other impatient people that are probably like, get this guy out of oh, here. Oh, no, this
6: is it. You're closing it out. That was the grand <laughs> am- finale.
8: Ooh. Grand finale, nice. Right. The coup de gras. Mm-hmm. I love it. You take
6: care. Yeah, have a great afternoon. Um, Have fun with that game. That sounds amazing.
8: Yeah, we're going to have fun. <laughs>
7: Bye.
6: And in closing, William Pedden says, hello, hello from Glasgow. And hey there, William. Pleasure to have you with us here at the grand finale. Folks, in closing, I want to say, first of all, thank you for joining me. Thank you for watching on Facebook if you did. If this is a thing that you'd be interested in in the future, please do let me know. You know. We'll make efforts to do such a thing more often. I will say that uh, when it comes to gathering the entire Nerdy Show gang, we do offer that as a feature on the Nerdy Show Network Patreon at patreon.com slash nerdy show. That's one of the many features available there. And even at a dollar, you can get all kinds of exclusive content. And that does include, for shows that are on hiatus, when we have an episode ready to go, but we're not ready to relaunch the series because we, when we do so, we have to have a targeted push. That's just good marketing, but we will have that stuff available behind the scenes. Nothing just yet, but yes, even if we have Call of Cthulhu Mystery Program episodes ready to go, our patrons will be surprised with, oh, my God, <laughs> there's a thing here. Wow. And we have all kinds of other cool perks there as well. So if you can support us, please head to patreon.com nerdyshow Like and subscribe to our program in all of our various social outlets if you want to keep up to date on the latest of all of our shows. And please do rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Podchaser. That is the only way that our series can... Um, Get more eyes on that or you, you know, saying going up to people on the streets or friends and be like, hey, look, uh, the vast percentage of you might not know what a podcast is. But first of all, let me tell you what a podcast is. Let me tell you which podcast to listen to. Make it this one. That would be amazing, of course. But that's, that's, quite, that's quite the thing to ask. So uh, at the very least, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Just click five stars or uh, say some words and we'll read those words on the next episode of nerdy show thank you so much for listening to this episode of all caps or watching this episode of all caps have a lovely afternoon have a lovely life i'll see you next time